Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, everybody? An all-new edition of Craft Root Sports starting up here in just a minute. This week, we are drinking Maybach from Hoodoo Brewing out of Fairbanks, Alaska. This one was actually mulled to us by a good friend of the show, Sarah. So shout out to Sarah for bringing this one to us. Uh, Maybach from Hoodoo Brewing. It is a 7% ABV beer. They say it's got hints of honey, candy sugar, and clean hops that are balanced perfectly with rich malty flavors. Comes in at 3.87 caps on untapped. Uh, Scott, let's go to you first. We're going to be rating Maybach on the Game of Thrones scale from Ramsey Bolton all the way to Danny. Where you got on this one? First of all, I thought it was Maybach. I thought it was like, you know, Maybach music, and we were going to go with the, the Rick Ross, the Ross. And uh, so that's the, the first drop of the ball by me this week but i'm gonna go with a solid rob on this one rob stark uh somewhere right there in the the middle didn't get to finish out his run but uh see how see how it holds up if i don't get red wedding (laughs) i dig it i dig that uh drew on a scale from ramsey bolton all the way to danny where's this one fall for you uh, what's that? What's that dragon girl? Khaleesi? That's yeah. That's Danny. Her. So you're going all the way to the top. You got this as as hot fire already. That's literally the only character I know because there was an episode <laughs> that she had a dragon. She was naked. So that's yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I think I would have to put this one at uh, uh, probably Jamie Lannister right about now. Like, I don't really know how it's going to go. Maybe there's some redeeming qualities. Who knows? Uh, But it may end up stabbing me in the back later on. I have no idea how this one's going to shape up. Let us know in the comments below what you guys are drinking. Rate your beers on the Game of Thrones uh, scale from Ramsey Bolton all the way up to Danny. All new edition of Craft Root Sports starting up in just a second. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday night. It is time for another edition of Craft Root Sports. I am Mike, hanging out with me as always is Scott. Scott, how are you feeling tonight? Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? Fantastic. Great background this week, Scott. Perfectly fitting. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, everybody! Uh, Braves legend, Bobby Bo! (laughs) Braves legend, Bobby Bonilla. Uh, Yes, happy Bobby Bonilla Day to you, Scott. Uh, Anytime you get to laugh at the Mets doing something... Absolutely horrible. Uh, I know it's the the greatest day for you. 
Hells yeah, baby. <laughs> Drew hanging out. Drew, how you feeling, man? As good as Bobby, but you know, I'm doing all right over here. <laughs> Not as good as Bobby. When did he when did he leave the Mets? It was like ninety-nine, right? That's what we were talking about that earlier. It was like early two thousands, I think, right, Scott? Yeah, and he signed with the Braves. Well, he signed with the Braves in 2000. I think he signed with the Mets in like 2001. I think when the ill-fated, because he only played one season with the Braves, and I think that ill-fated contract was shortly thereafter. I thought the Braves were after the Mets contract. I don't know. I don't okay. All right. Well, whatever. This is uh, this is a very informed sports podcast. Everybody, craft root sports. Sounded good. <laughs> the content you're here for. <laughs> Make sure that uh, you guys are sharing this show out. Help us out. If you're listening after the fact, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Share it. Help us out. Let us know. Uh, There you go. Scott, wait a second. Scott correcting Scott for the first time ever? Yes. The fact fact checker Scott did not know that uh, Bobby Bonilla played for the Braves? I'm shocked. This is... The, this is a show first. Uh, I don't really know where to go from here. I don't know how to handle this. Um, I guess we should probably uh, just get right into on, de- on deck, I guess. Let's see, I can't even talk. How about that? You're so thrown right now. Very was, thrown. It, I was wondering if it was going to be deck there for a second. You were stumbling so much. It was me vamping. Uh, thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> Appreciate that. Your story, Scott. We're on That's dick. On dick. Using your story a little bit. Let's uh let's give a shout out to Dugout Mugs. Uh baseball is back. Baby summer camp starting up uh now, I guess. And uh if you guys want to drink out of a bat just like we do here on the show, head on over to dugoutmugs.com slash craft. Get 15% off your entire order. That's all you gotta do. No codes, uh nothing crazy. Just go to dugoutmugs.com slash craft. Get yourself a bat of your favorite team. You can put your own picture on it, you can get it engraved, whatever you want to do. Hit them up, dugoutmugs.com slash craft for 15% off your entire order. Uh, all right, fellas, uh this week for on deck, uh I think I'm going to lead us off. I'm going to go ahead and lead off the show, uh, lead off the on deck tonight. And we talking golf, Charles. fellas. We're going to talk oh, some golf. <laughs> Can't wait. We're going to talk golf, kind of. Uh, so as you guys know, golf is back. There's no crowd in attendance. It's a very weird thing uh, to see golfers like tip their caps to nobody after they make a putt. Uh, so it's a very strange viewing experience. But because there's no uh, crowd, we talked about this in a, a previous story where they're doing things like miking up players, uh, golfers and like letting us hear their conversations which they don't really need to do because there's microphones all over the place anyways. Uh, so if the announcers just don't talk, then you don't really need to mic up anybody and you're going to hear their whole conversation anyway. Anyways, besides the point, uh, it's been fantastic viewing. We've heard quite a few f-bombs already uh, as golf has come back but we've never heard this before and this may be the first time i've ever heard this in any sporting event uh so greg chalmers was teeing off this is on the first tee this past weekend uh he was playing with ian poulter uh and this is how greg chalmers teed off to start his 18 That's got to be fake, right? That's a long drive. Long drive. A hundred percent real. Greg Chalmers tees off. And as soon as he tees off, Ian Poulter lets it go. Uh, fire in the hole. Releases an epic. It's so epic and wet sounding. It's terrible. Like I, I almost feel, I 
think we should check on Ian Poulter with uh, with what's going on down there. Uh, was, oh, well, was that one of those ones though where he let it off thinking it'll be covered up by the noise, but he mistimed it, and so you know it's supposed to be with the whack, and instead it's like oh right after. No, like, I because had one of those where I thought, oh okay, I'm gonna time this one so there's a lot of noise, and instead, uh, no, instead uh, right after that, and I'm not gonna play it because I don't want to get hit with copyright violations or anything like that. But right after that, he said to Chalmers. Did you get that one? Like he called it out. Like, hey, did you, did you get that one? And Chalmers was like, "Stay over there. Stay." Away. <laughs> nice. Told him to stay away. Here's the best part about it: Ian Poulter and Chalmers were not mic'd up. That was just the regular microphone at the tee box, and that oh, was the like, little ones next to the 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 tee, whatever. Yeah, just to pick things. up the to pick up the swing sound. That's all that was, and it, that picked up Ian Poulter ripping ass uh, violently to start Dude, off. He crushed that thing like he really leaned into that thing because here's what it probably was is he was probably holding that for a good 45 seconds because the minute that Chalmers addresses the ball Ian's probably like noise yep I can't I can't do this yet I got tight tight butthole keep it booty tight butthole that's right that's why you do all those squats you know what I mean like really tighten that up and the minute after he finishes follow through he's like yes oh sweet release (laughs) Mm mm-hmm I mean, is there anything better in the world than having that sweet release? I wish there was another camera angle because it feels like that was one where Poulter like lifted a leg and everything. Like it feels like he really got into that one, Uh, really leaned in heavy. The only thing missing for me was get in the hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why haven't they caught on to what soccer's doing and started to feed in like the the Rory McIlroy soundtrack and like fed some of those in, right? Or or at least had the uh, the caddies in there yelling that stuff out. That yeah, they should. Uh, like I right. said, it's very strange to see uh, golfers like they make a putt and then they tip their cap and it's like there's nobody there, bro. This is weird. so. Is it is it too early in the show for a sip, chug, drain pour? No, it's never too early for a sip, chug. Drain All right, pour. let me throw this one at you, boys, real quick. Okay. All right, so just put yourself in a situation where you've been holding it for a long time and and you finally get that sweet release, right? Okay, sip, earlier today, go ahead. Chug, drain pour, ripping ass, taking a whiz. Or emptying out number two in the in in the toilet there. Wow, you've had to be clinching and holding it up. Which one is the most satisfying? All right, uh, so I would say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sip dropping the deuce because uh, there is nothing that that feels better after you ha- have had to hold it like the whole car ride home. You're in traffic. You finally get in the door and you get to unload that. That's that's fantastic. So I'm gonna sip that one. Uh, I'm gonna chug. <laughs> Rip an ass because it is fun to do that, especially when it's somewhere where you're not supposed like you're in the grocery store and you're just like, oh, I'm going to as soon as this lady leaves this aisle, I'm letting this one go. As soon. How about as this lady comes into this aisle? <laughs> Lay that landmine. Then, then I'm going to drain pour the uh, uh, pee in because, you know, yeah, whatever. Dime a dozen, right? Right. Scott, what do you think? Nope, because I drink over a gallon of water a day, so I'm sipping peeing because (laughs) I got to do it all the time. And I swear I'm always, you want to talk about getting caught in the car, it's always me sprinting to the door and it's like, ah, yeah. So I'm going to sip peeing. Uh, I'm going to chug dropping a deuce because, I mean, clearly that's, and I'm going to drain pour the farts because I I let them go anytime. I I never hold them in. Like, you can ask my wife. She gets mad at me. So I I don't care about when or where for that one. So I'll drain pour that. 
See, Drew? we're we're going to be in complete opposition opposition here. And and yeah, Ed, what did you log into? <laughs> this is high Ed. quality sports talk right here. <laughs> See, That's what this Matt, is, Ed. Matt Barr on my side. He, he said I, well, the same exact we, thing. We all know Matt Barr's judgments is questionable. So I think the right answer here is definitely sip taking the deuce because you've avoided catastrophe. Because if you don't hold that in and you don't hit the mark, you got a real big mess on your hands. So you you, you sip the deuce, uh, you you chug the the pee, and then you drain pour the the rip and ass. Because you know, yeah, do that anytime. Like you should never have to hold that in, even if someone's nah. addressing a ball on the golf tee. Like that just that's an act of God. That's like you know a bird chirping in the background. That's just nature, man. I'm also silent but deadly with mine, so I'm like never making oh, noise. Yeah. So I don't care. It's, the smell it's like by the time. You. By the time they figure it out, I'm gone. All right. Uh, there you go, everybody. Ian Poulter, ripping ass, leads us to a conversation about shitting, pissing, and uh, and farting. So there you go. Sip Can't wait till the big network picks us up. We're I know. I don't know why That's we're right. not more popular, guys. What the hell? <laughs> this is the quality content America needs. <laughs> Drew, uh, since you uh, led us on that sip, chug, drain, pour, why don't you step up to the plate next? You're on deck. Charge. All right. So uh, it's it's a little short story this week, but at the same time, this is something I'm pretty sure everyone has dreamed of doing and have, have thought of ways that they wish they could, you know, clap back at their rivals like this. Uh, not sure if you guys saw it or not this week, but the creator of NBA Jam actually came out and admitted that he put stuff into the original game that back in the day, if you were the Bulls playing the Pistons, because he's from Michigan, was a huge Pistons fan and working in Chicago at the time, <laughs> he put in changes to the software so that if you were the Bulls and playing the Pistons, you would miss every last second shot in the fourth quarter, period, in the sentence. <laughs> so the Pistons were still guaranteed to have the win. And I got to tell you, man, I have so much mad respect for this guy because of the level of petty he was at. It's got nothing to do with our shared heritage of Michigan, like I would straight up respect this if it was flipped. If it is a Bulls fan cheating the Pistons or any other team for that matter, I just love and respect that man taking it in his own hands to just throw that level of shade against his rival that forever will be there in eternity. The only issue I have is I cannot get my hands on a copy of this game to try it out myself. <laughs> like in the ESPN video where they interviewed the guy and he announced that they actually had a clip that showed the clock accelerating. So dude takes a shot with like five seconds left in the half second it takes for it to get in the bucket. Like time expires just magically and the Pistons win. That's fantastic. Amazing. But I need to try this out for myself. Uh, Matt Barr commenting that that is the peak of team petty and Ed saying, I knew it. This dude owes me about 14 controllers. <laughs> I, I was going to say too. The other part about that is like, where was this guy decades ago? When I could have known this going into any game with my friends and just like leverage well, that. Well, that's why you can't. So he much. can't let that out early. Like you gotta wait. He, I think, I feel like he waited the appropriate amount of time to let this because nobody's playing NBA Jam anymore. Like you're not playing that original game. Are you kidding? I mean, what? if I could, I would. If you, you could, you me? would, but you're not because where are you getting it? Where are you getting it? Well, I mean, I guess eBay, you can get it. That shit's like a hundred dollars right. per. I guess you can get right an now. emulator, but like you don't like they don't make it anymore. You can't get it. This is this is the way to do it. Wait till it's done, and then be like, yeah. By the way, uh, deuces, Chicago. That's what I did. Well, with. the only thing about the the theory that anybody would be able to still you know do it. I, 
I'll take the Bulls and I'll still I ain't gonna I'm not worried about no last second shot because I'm up by a lot. So you, you can have whoever you want. You, you can have another he didn't code it to where you'd have more points than me. So skills yeah, kills, but, baby. I ain't worried about no code. I don't care. I don't want to hear nothing about your skills, Scott, because they still had the Jordan rules where you go and do that whack, 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 you know, when you're stealing the ball, right? I could just sit there and beat you up all game. You ain't getting no points. You ain't nah, getting son. no points on Isaiah and the bad boys. I love nah, son, I'm still beating you. I don't need it. I love that oh, he also in that same interview, the uh, he and he was uh, addressing the fact that Jordan didn't sign up for his like he wouldn't give his likeness to the game, so that's why he's not included in it. Uh, and he was like, "Yeah, he thought he could make more money uh, licensing his name on his own," uh, and he was totally right in that. <laughs> like, totally acknowledged that yes, Jordan he not signing off. Right. Yeah, Jordan not signing off to be in the game was such a good move on Jordan's part. Also, if Jordan's in that game, do you think he codes it to cheat even more for the Pistons? Like he makes it where Jordan misses more dunks than than he should. I, I would rather see him just uh, have Jordan blow an ankle in the first quarter of every game. I mean, l- let's be honest. It kind of, and people were still the Bulls, like I was still the Bulls, but it kind of made it fair that Jordan wasn't in the game, if you think yeah. about it. Because, I mean, it would have been a game breaker. It's already It was already kind of ridiculous when you had, you know, bj armstrong and pippen so it kind of leveled the playing field and you know i i mean as much as i i played as the bulls there was times where it was just like i mean without jordan i mean let's try somebody else right. so so let's go sean kemp that was the other go-to if i if i oh, wasn't yeah. the bulls i would go with the sonics and be sean kemp really see as much as i hate him uh mm. I, I was the jazz i'd be like mm. all right let me get stockton alone as a good combo. Alone wearing his shorts up to his titties. Also, if I was the Bulls, the combo was always <laughs> Pippen and Ho Grant. It wasn't really. Uh, See, yeah, I always went Armstrong and Pippen. Now, I, I BJ would be my second half player, uh, but I would always start off with Pippen and Ho Grant. That's how I. That's nah, how I did. see, you got to start the first half with the BJ and then <laughs> ease your way into everything else. Start with the BJ and then go to the Ho. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And okay. there's your drop for the show, Mike. <laughs> nice. Scott, you are on deck. Oh, <laughs> and I will smack Scott's face in NBA Jam. I would, man, I, we need to figure this out because I do want to see you two play NBA it Jam. It can't be that hard. The NHL figured out how to do it online. There you go. Ed's got the hookup for us. He's got the link. We are going to figure out uh, how to set this up and broadcast it live so that you two can play NBA Done. Jam against each other. Craft Root Sports comes to Twitch, y'all. We're going we to do it. <laughs> Uh, right. Well, that was a good that 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 BJ segue was pretty solid because my story <laughs> this week, woo, what a doozy! Uh, so we talked about Mia Khalifa, the love of Mike's life that's lost, uh, she's still out there, but uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen. But this week, whew, a man with a lot of time on his hands took it upon himself to step up and give us the list that we deserve. Twitter user at Simp Pilgrim, which also has to be one of the all-time great Twitter handles, ranked 370 porn stars of all time. Not just of today, of all time. The only problem with his list is he gave no criteria. Dude just dropped (laughs) 370 names with numbers next to them and walked off. Gave no explanation and even said before he released it, 370 porn stars, not up for debate. Then released the list and didn't say a word afterwards. I don't know if that's gangster or ridiculous. I'm not really sure. 
but I, I I've never ranked 370 anything. I I don't even know 370 things to rank. No, that's, so that's a lot. It's dedication to the nth degree, and I mean I I don't know anything about I'm not I'm not sure about you guys, but I don't know anything about porn, so I'm not even sure you know some of these names. Uh, you know, uh, his number one was Mia uh, Malkova. I, I'm not not sure who that is. Is that Mia Khalifa's sister? Could be. I don't know. Um, there there was some outrage. I guess people were a little upset that um somebody named uh. That that uh, Sarah J made the top ten. I I don't know about. I'm not sure who that is. Um, you know, Jenna Jameson seemed pretty low. I, I've heard about her in a, a couple of movies, <laughs> legit movies. But um, yeah, it's it's a really strange list. Uh, I'm not sure that the consensus is that anybody agrees with it. But that's probably what this dude wanted, right? He just ranked a bunch of names and then left it out there, hoping that you know the porn stars would see their names and probably tweet them and retweet them and do all that. But again, dedication, no matter well, what his criteria was. Like, I want to talk to this guy. That's what I I'm feel like confused we need to, about. We need to get him on and just be like, look, what, what were you, how were you ranking? What were you doing when you ranked them? Mm, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. Do you have uh, uh, movies or, or specific clips and, and how you rank them? Like, I, I just got to know. How many I, Kardashians made the cut? I, I saw no Kardashians in my gra- glance through. Uh, I so I looked I, I at the see... article you posted in our our group uh, rundown, and I literally just control find Mia Khalifa wasn't on the list. I was like, this list is garbage. That's the only <laughs> name I I cared to see on here. Well, I will say that our our good a good friend from Boy Meets World, Maitland Ward, uh, she made the top twenty five, oh. which is pretty impressive wow. since she's only been doing porn this calendar year or like the end of last year. So, um, so I she's mean, only that's got like seventy five films under her belt. A, a pretty you. yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be a pretty big upset. Uh, Stormy Daniels came in at thirty seven, so uh, President Trump should be uh, pretty excited. <laughs> about that that he's uh tapped number 37 on this guy's list um but yeah it, it's a pretty interesting list if you got a chance you should check it out maybe tweet at him see if we can we got to get him to come out and and explain himself i so would i would like to uh, i just want to know how he figured out that they had names i didn't know that was a thing i thought it was just like stepsister i thought every porn right. star was just named stepsister would, number three from what i've heard i thought they were all milf you're behind the times, Scott. You're behind the times, bro. Up, but that's man. the problem, man. I don't like uh, it, this dude. He clearly ranked. He's got recency bias, uh, and it's awful. Like, I don't even know most of his top 10, but the fact that Lisa Ann is at 94 is egregious. <laughs> oh, you know, goodness, if I watched porn, I would think it was egregious. But <laughs> Perfect well, time to. Two first names clearly is quality, right? We're gonna, we're no gonna... doubt. I mean, she, 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 she got the Notre Dame kid. Who, who was yeah, that? Yeah, that, that was Play dating. us into that sponsorship segment. Yeah. Right a, it's a perfect time to thank <laughs> Dugout Mugs again. Again, dugoutmugs.com slash craft, 15% Family off company. your entire order. Uh, they support the show, even with the ridiculousness that you just sat through for the last 20 minutes. So thank you, Dugout Mugs, for, uh, for sponsoring us. Go hook them up, uh, dugoutmugs.com slash craft. All right, fellas, uh, here's what we are going to do uh, for our first segment tonight. Uh, it is time to revisit an old favorite. Uh, this is something that uh, the, the fans just absolutely love. Uh, and with some news that came out uh, over the last week, we decided that uh, we had to do this one this week. So with that being said, Scott. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. 
do that hockey, Scott. I was I was gonna say what we should try to do though is is do a segment where we combine Scott naming black hockey players and Scott naming porn stars, and we could throw it out and be like, is this a porn star name or a hockey name? Sorry, I forgot about that. I'll let Scott do that hockey now. Though. My bad, bro. Do that I'm hockey, throw, Scott. I'm gonna throw a little tidbit out there for you. I can name more black hockey players than I can name black porn stars. Anyway, um, <laughs> the the draft lottery for this year is uh, complete chaos thanks to COVID which is pretty much screwed up everything. Um, but the way they did everything this year, uh, a playoff team is going to, it has the potential to somehow get the number one pick. Playoff? Um, I guess, yeah, yeah, playoff. Uh, so, Drew, was it 20 teams made the playoffs? And, I don't know. Uh, uh, Scott, how many teams made the playoffs? 20. Okay. <laughs> I don't think how many right. teams make the playoffs normally? Uh, 16. Hey, all Yay. right. Short-term memory still there, apparently. Yeah. And also, um, I'm pretty and, sure it was the, 24 teams, right? Wasn't it 24 teams that made it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was close. <laughs> uh, but as they get eliminated, the the those eight, the first eight that get eliminated has a chance, and they all have like a 12% chance to get the number one pick. So hold on. Let's do a little bit of Xavier math here, Scott. Uh-oh. Eight times 12. I'm out. Go on. Yeah, no, it adds up. You're right. Yeah, so they, All right, cool. because of the way the draft pulled, because the, the pick went to someone who got eliminated, yes, you're right. Fantastic. So, so you're telling me, Scott, that a playoff team is going to be the number one pick. Not necessarily yeah. the Stanley Cup winner. Like You can't win the Stanley Cup and get the number one pick, right? That's not possible? No, it's the first eight teams that are eliminated out of this 20-team pool. Or 24-team pool. 24! 24. <laughs> 24 teams that are trying to do what for the playoffs? Win the Stanley Cup. Qualify. Correct answer, Scott. Yes. <sighs> There's eight teams trying to qualify for the 16-team playoff. <laughs> Cool. Well, so from the eight teams that don't make it out of qualifying, look, somebody's going to get the first overall pick, and somebody's going to win the Stanley Cup, or COVID's going to shut it all pick down. A white Canadian dude to play hockey for him. Now, Scott, yes. in a in a regular year, uh, is what are the odds that a team that's like the last team out of the playoffs gets the number one pick? Like, what are what would that team's odds be? Um, forty percent maybe. Forty percent. They got a forty percent chance of getting the number one pick if you are the last team out of the play, like the number seventeen team. You got a forty percent chance at the the number one pick. Detroit screwed the pooch four years in a row, though. I saw where they're like they've missed the playoffs and had the best odds to get it. Four years in a row, they haven't done it. You're a dick. Good pivot. (laughs) But but he's not wrong (laughs) because we have screwed the pooch now. Because I had to actually Google this myself, I didn't want to throw Mike under the bus because I want to see Scott squirm. But damn, son, that's a hard ass question. It is a hard question, but he's the, hard question. he's the hockey expert on the show. I was that's trying right. to. That's did, why. Did I'm... I get the number right? Was I right? No, uh, I could. I don't know, and I know it's not forty percent. <laughs> um, well, it sounded good on paper. Always good on paper. No, so the the first team to miss the playoffs has a one percent chance of winning the number one overall pick in the lottery. <laughs> Uh, there you go, Scott. Slightly off, just off and, by thirty nine. I misunderstood the question. I thought but, you but meant again, who, though, who the like the last place to be. I thought you meant like the mm, the Detroit of the draft, oh, the or like whoever was the oh, worst. Yeah, team. The, worst. Just, the Detroit of the draft, not even the last pick, just the Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Detroit, the Detroit, of, the Detroit draft, of the draft. You know, the the shithole of the country, the Detroit of the draft. Because if they're not picking first hockey, they're picking top three in football. <laughs> hey, they made the playoffs once. That one time. 
And uh, we only ruined Barry Sanders and Herman Moore's careers. No big deal. And don't um, forget Megatron. Oh, God, that's right. Megatron. Well, he had concussions. <laughs> you know, he's got to keep himself sane. Detroit did, though, in all fairness, have an 18.5% chance to get the number one overall pick this year and still got the fourth overall pick. So now, Scott, in in hockey, uh, like I know in in football, pretty much if you're a first rounder, you're a really good talent. But then you get like NBA, where unless you're a lottery pick outside of that, it's kind of a crapshoot. How does it work in hockey? Like, do you need that number one pick to uh, to guarantee yourself like or top three, let's say, uh, are the top three the really the only solid choices and everybody else after that is like, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Or is it more along that NFL style where it's like, yeah, first round, it doesn't matter. As long as you're like, you know, near the front, you're getting tops. Uh, most like years, I, I know there's somebody that everyone's gunning for. There's always the, that one guy there, the Ovechkin or the, the Crosby. The Baker there's, Mayfield of the draft. Yeah, there, <laughs> yeah. there's always that one guy uh, that everybody's talking about. But I think there's been a couple in, in there where there, there's maybe a, a second guy, at least, where there's like a booby prize. But I think after that, it's not as bad as the NBA where there's a, a, a like they fall off the cliff. But there are usually like... Two, two to three guys that are clear cream of the crop, and then everybody else kind of fades down from there. But it's nowhere near as bad as the NBA. All right, so good. it's somewhere in the middle of the two leagues. So, okay. so Scott, I guess if that's the case, then like, what would you think the odds are? What is the what is the draft prospect outlook of a guy drafted in the ninth round? Pretty shitty. <laughs> I would say so because there's only seven rounds, so that would make sense. <laughs> well, exactly. So if you got drafted in the ninth round, somebody played a trick on you. Scott, what's the other big hockey news that came out just today? Uh, that they might not play because of COVID? Nope, not that. Uh, what else uh, came out today that I put in the dock for you uh, to to talk about also in this spot? I don't need no Damn. stinking dock. All right, so there was uh, <laughs> some... <laughs> Some CBA, uh, they're, they're hammering out the details for the CBA, and uh, good news, everybody, the NHL is likely going back to the Olympics. 2022. Oh, you know what? I did see that headline somewhere. Yeah, 2022. The, yeah, the doc, idiot. Basically, No, it uh, wasn't the doc. <laughs> Scott, doesn't, Scott doesn't do show prep. Come on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, they basically it's part of the collective bargaining and it looks like it's going to pass and uh, we are going to see NHL players back into the uh, the Olympics, hopefully as early as 2022, which is fantastic news if there is Olympics and we're not all dead by that point. Well, great. I was just going to say, uh, it's news to me that there's a 2022 Olympics. I know it got canceled. I was sitting there the other day and I was like, man, the Olympics would be happening right now. They just canceled them. What the hell ever happened to them? They moved it Wait, to next they, year. They canceled. They, moved, they, it to, moved, they moved it to next year, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, but they okay, said, so they did move them to next year, yeah. tentatively. Yeah, which means so we're then, get, but then are they going to get back on their every four year schedule? Like, so then whether we want three, three years or would they just yeah. go four years from there? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's yeah Greece can years. only supply fire for us to light the Olympic torch once every four years. Like, it takes that long to re, you know. <laughs> Like so what do they do with the extra fire that from this year then? I mean, that means they got to do something with it, right? They're burning corpses. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Although I will say, so uh, reading in the chat here, Tyson had a very high quality question here, digging deep. He wanted to know, Scott, what do you think about the lack of U.S. born players in the top 10 of the draft? I'm assuming, especially after the way U.S. development team ruled last year's draft. He'll take your answer off here. 
Yeah, I'll take his answer right now. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, I think I, I think there's a bigger lack of black players, period. How about that? I don't want to know about U.S. players. I just want to know where all the black guys are at. Patrick Subban's trying to fix that, man. He's working hard. Him and his brother. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, blood brother, too. Like, not the euphemism. Like, Evander Kane can't it. do it all. No, he can't, but he can fight everyone. I'll tell you what. So funny story. When I was in high school, we actually went to school with all the USA hockey players. And I'll tell you what, those guys were dumb as brick. But they could play some hockey. Let me tell you what. It was fun to watch. I actually, uh, what's his name? Patrick Wait, are you suggesting that the the rest of the world, they're like smart and they play hockey? Because I don't think that's the case either. I mean, I think for the most part, you're dumb as brick and then you can play hockey. Have you talked to Alex Ovechkin? Have could, I? No, no, I've never spoken to Alex Ovechkin. Oh, that's unfortunate. He's he's got a lot of insight, man. He really knows Russian literature inside and out. He I know he's missing two teeth a little bit too, but uh, who needs teeth when you got a Stanley Cup title and you know uh, however many sixty goal seasons under your belt? How many sixty really goal seasons? How many sixty goal seasons does he have, Scott? Seven. There you go. This is Scott doing that hockey. Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. All right. I nailed that hockey. You killed it. As always, Scott, you are just uh, fantastic when it comes to doing that hockey. I appreciate your commitment to the show, uh, the commitment to the sport that you love. Now, uh, if you'll excuse me, I've got to go out and scout next year's draft. <laughs> well, Scott's doing that. We're going to give a shout out to More Labs. Uh, listen, everybody, get 20% off your order at morelabs.com. Use the code SPORTS. Uh, they've got... Drinks that are going to help you recover from your hangover, stuff that's going to help you get to sleep, uh, stuff that's going to help you focus during the day uh, when you're reading show prep. You know, you can pop one of these and you'll be insanely focused on the material that is put in the show for you to review prior to going live on the air. Uh, you could do all of that. Morelabs.com. Use the code SPORTS for 20% off your entire order. I feel like I was set up. Hey, so Mike, like how long until they get a pre-workout for you? Uh, I, need I mean, it. you'd be getting swollen that gym. Like they need to help a brother out, right? Uh, they definitely do. I, I could use a little pre-workout from, uh, from more labs. I would, I would consume that uh, without a doubt. Um, all right, fellas. Uh, it's my favorite time of the year. Uh, this weekend, July 4th holiday. Get your hot dog. It is time for hot diggity dog. Uh, this is the segment where I'm going to break down the Nathan's hot dog eating contest for you. Uh, everything you need to know about the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Guys, this year, un- unbelievable set of circumstances that are going on this year. Uh, so first of all, first time that there will be no spectators uh, at the event. We're not going to be at the corner of Sitwell and Surf. Uh, George Shea is not going to be out uh, on a big platform above the crowd yelling and getting people all fired up. There's also only going to be five contestants instead of the regular 15, and they're going to do it indoors. So what does that mean? Air conditioning. Bet the over. That's what I'm telling you on that one. Joey Chestnut uh, has the record 74 hot dogs. Now he doesn't have to deal with the heat. He's going to be able to do it in the air conditioning Bet the over. I think he breaks the record. Let's break down some of these competitors that are uh, that are going to be here. Matt Stoney was supposed to be there. Now, Matt Stoney, if you guys remember last year, he was the one that I picked to upset Joey Chestnut. I will never make that mistake again. Idiot. Yeah, uh, Matt Stoney yeah, failed bitch, man. miserably last year. He failed uh, horribly. Uh, but he will not be in this year's contest uh, because New York is now requiring people that come from certain states to quarantine for 14 days. Uh, and since Matt Stoney is from California, he is not able to come and quarantine in time. So he is out. He was replaced by Nick Wary. Uh, he's the number eight eater in the world. 
Here's one of the things that uh, Nick Wary has accomplished. He once ate 11 pounds of strawberry shortcake in eight minutes. This dude's a, a big, I mean, number eight in the world is pretty solid. It's not number three like Matt Sony is, but it's, it's a pretty solid ranking here. Also, out of the contest. Imagine doing that and still only being the eighth right? best person in the world at this. <laughs> Good God. I mean, imagine being the eighth best person in the world at anything. I'm not the eighth best person in the world at being myself right now. Like, how the hell do you pull that shit off? It's, uh, you know, it's pretty impressive uh, what, what these guys do. Gideon OG also out of the contest. Gideon OG was a, a sleeper pick. Everybody thought he might be able to make a run. Uh, he's the number five ranked eater in the world. He's out because he's from North Carolina, and again, COVID and the quarantine, all that stuff. So he's been replaced by George Chiger. Uh, George Chiger is currently ranked number 12. He has no records under his belt, but he did tweet out a picture of that dude that sits at the table uh, where it's like, change my mind, and he said, George Chiger is going to win the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Change my mind. Very bold strategy for somebody with only 250 Twitter followers to do uh, when he's going up against Joey Chestnut. I think he's going to get blown out. Uh, Darren Breeden is probably the guy that's going to give the best chance. He came in second last year to Joey Chestnut. But if you remember correctly, last year he only ate like 50 hot dogs. He, he lost by 21 hot dogs. What a bitch. Yeah, second place. hot dogs? Exactly. We're, I mean, what is this? Don't when, even show your face. What is right? this? The 10-minute time? Like, what, what are we doing here, uh, Breeden? So he's, anyways, he's the, the other guy that may. But here's the deal, guys. Don't uh, Joey's not losing. It, all Why are we wasting hot dogs on the other people that Joey could be eating? <laughs> That's a good question. That's right? a great question. There's no way this dude beats Joey. Uh, however, the question is not going to be will Joey win. It's by how many. Uh, they have odds on the the they spread. Just put Joey in a room by himself and seen if he could get to seventy five. They should have just said this is I a question for seventy five. They kind of did, right? There's only five other I, like people. They did, in, like, but I mean, they should have so just wait, skipped everything. Else. How would you rather do this though? Like, would you rather say, "All right, look, Joey, you got you got seventy five hot dogs. We want to see how fast you can eat them," or like? We want to see how many you can eat. In no, this no, no. You got to do it within the time period. Yeah, I was going to say you got to have the timer on it. So, real quick, before I get into this conversation, because this is a very good conversation to have, uh, I just want to go over some of Breeden's qualifications, and this is why people think he could make a run at Joey Chestnut. He once ate forty-eight Oreos and a half a gallon of whole milk uh, in two minutes and twenty-eight seconds. And he ate what the f- oh my God. what? Yeah. No, 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 rewind that. Go again. Forty-eight Oreos and a half a gallon of whole milk. How many? How many oh Oreos are in a in a, in a pack? Uh, that's okay. a that's a lot of sleeves of Oreos. Uh, I f- I don't know the. If you get the family number? size, uh, forty-eight is a little bit over that. I think. I feel like that's like one and a half. Also, I don't know if this is regular or were they double stuffed or mega stuffed. If they were regular, not as impressive as if they were mega stuffed. Uh, But yeah, that's two minutes to 28 uh, 28 seconds. He also ate five pounds. What could you do 48 times in two minutes? Because I can't think of shit. Uh, I don't know, but I bet that dude with that list (laughs) could do something 48 times. (laughs) (laughs) Up, down, up, down, up, down. (laughs) Still, though, two minutes, that's a long period of time. Uh, 48 Oreos and a half a gallon of whole milk. That's the other thing. Like he downed a whole half gallon of milk uh, as well. Well, you'd have to to keep it all lubricated. That's a good point. Five pounds. He once ate five pounds and two ounces of fresh cheese curds at the Wisconsin State Fair. This was back in 2018. He did that in six minutes. So the guy's got a future, uh, but he's no Joey Jaws uh, is what I'm saying. (laughs) He he doesn't have a future. He's got heart disease. There's there's not much of a future. Did these guys get a C-section after some of these competitions? Because five pounds 
pounds, two ounces of cheese curds makes me feel like you ain't shitting that out and you ain't puking it. So, it's gonna like, be it's gonna be a rough night, is what that's gonna be. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's What's my up, question, Robert Taylor. Good to see you. Glad you got that nap in. Here's my question to you guys when it comes to this. Uh, and hey, Robert, uh, if Joey wins this, do we put an asterisk by it? No, when no. Joey wins this. This is this is the only like sports league or any competitive thing that's happening this year that we don't have to put an asterisk next but to. But we do. He's not no, out in the no, heat. No. He's not out in the heat. He doesn't have the air conditioning. 14, I agree. 14 other people pushing him. There's only four no. people. The only no. way we put an asterisk next to it is if he blows by it and goes like 82 or no, something no. like that. And then we're like, okay, well, he he had a boost. But okay, so if, let's say if he's he gets, still in the if he's still in the same ballpark. Nah. Let's say he gets 75. You're saying that record is legit even though yep. it was aided by air conditioning and you're saying the championship is fine even though two of the top 5 eaters in the world aren't there because of uh because of covid this is like okay. one of those uh, exhibition matches mm. in, in, in uh, mm. wrestling, though. You, you're not actually you, you have the belt, but you're not actually defending it. Like it's just there. I don't know. So here, here, here's the thing. Like it doesn't Scott, tarnish his championship. Like usual, Scott's wrong because all of this other crap has nothing to do with it. The key is the climate controlled environment. I do think that's, that does that's factor huge. in. That's all these huge. other sports. Yeah, all these other sports not having fans is it? It's weird, but there's there is there's. It, it weighs a factor, right? Like having a home crowd does actually statistically provide an advantage for a team. Now, nothing else here. I don't give a shit about these other people. Joey competes against Joey. All these other clowns <laughs> are just there to make their sponsors happy and like make so a living. So then there should it shouldn't matter who's there competing against them. Like it I doesn't. Said. The thing is that he's going to be inside an air conditioning, as Mike said. It's not going to be 80% humidity. It's not going to be sun beating down at 85 degrees. But that's He's stupid. Be... Nobody holds it against guys who played on teams who played in a dome and said, well, well that wasn't no, no, no. natural Scott, you're completely missing the point. This, com- this, this competition up, is always outside in the summer heat. Every single year on Coney Island in also, New York where it's balls-ass hot. Scott, and you are forgetting, too, that if somebody sets the world record in the 100-meter dash, but they were aided by wind, they notate it's that true. it was aided by wind. This is aided by air conditioning. If he sets it the record, it, if he sets the record, I, I, it can't be recognized. I'm sorry, if he, guys. If it sets, can't be if recognized. He sets the record. I'm gonna tell my kids where I was. <laughs> and your kids gonna be like, "Daddy, Teddy, we want to watch trolls." And you gonna fucking remember it anyways. <laughs> This has been uh, Hot Diggity Dog. I can't find the drop. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, I, it's fine. I do have a question, though. Like, why can't we get a true Coney eating competition with some chili in this business? How like, many? To me, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see Joey Chestnut. How many could he do? Yeah. This, right. How many could he do if it was a Cincinnati mustard Coney. in there? Or I want you to throw some chili in there slash meat sauce and like show me what you about, Joey. I'm tired of seeing you like wolf down Nathan's and buns like. <laughs> I That's would like to news. see, you know how they have to like finish the bun. I would love to see Joey Chestnut trying to eat a coney and all the cheese is falling off, and then he has to like scoop handfuls of cheese or else it doesn't count as a full coney. That would oh be amazing. God. I hope that's how I die is scooping cheese and coney into my face. <laughs> That's that's how I want to go out right now. As a, as oh, you're gonna die losing to me at NBA Jam, son. Damn. All right, because no, uh, I'm gonna cheat, motherfucker. Let's, get out of here with that. Let's go into this alternate I'll reality. Find all the cheat codes. <laughs> Let's go into this alternate reality here for a second, fellas. Uh, Pat Ford from Sports Illustrated, he has envisioned some new 
NCAA football conferences. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Pat Forty, but go ahead. Yeah, okay. I was going to correct him too, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, going no, to guys, always correct Mike whenever, especially on pronunciation. Guys, guys, I know what I said. I said forty. <laughs> you didn't hear that. You heard cool. what you wanted to hear. I feel like that's the conspiracy here: is us not hearing you correctly. <laughs> you, it, you are wrong in this case. I said okay, what I cool. said. It's fine, and but nobody else heard it either, though. That's the thing. It's all it, it, nobody heard it. Checking this one. the comments. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> here's. <laughs> Robert Taylor says he wishes nap was longer now. <laughs> you don't want you a hot dog eating else, contest, bro? Hot dog eating contest talk. That's what everybody wants to hear. All right, let's That's quality. That's Fourth of July, bro. Dude, it's America. All Stop right. being non American. Right? That's what I'm saying. Uh all right, here's what he had to say about the uh what he envisions would be a great way to realign uh college football. So he's saying you take hundred and twenty schools. Uh, 11 current FBS members get relegated to FCS, and then one gets brought up uh, from FCS. So he's getting rid of, like, Bowling Green, New Mexico State, San Jose State, Coastal Carolina, uh, Troy, Liberty, those types of schools. But he says we can reevaluate relegation and uh, promotion every three years. I'm cool with that. I like that idea. So he says 10 leagues. Each one has 12 members. Each is designed to maximize proximity and reduce travel demands and costs. Uh, he says everybody in football would play all 11 uh, teams that, that are in your conference and then one out-of-conference player uh, or one out-of-conference team. Uh, there is a representative from each conference in the playoffs plus two at large. Uh, and then you get... Um, the, uh, you get a full expanded playoffs at that point. Still be bowl games for teams that don't make it to the college football playoffs. Uh, and then he says it will work for other sports as well. Uh, so before we get into these teams, what do you guys think about this idea of realigning the conferences? Because for the longest time we were going towards like super conferences, right? And now he's saying shrink them down. I fucking love it, man. I love it. I love every piece about it. And let me just, I'll summarize it real quick. Illinois, Kentucky, Louisville, <laughs> Northern Illinois, uh, Middle Tennessee State, Marshall, Northwestern Tennessee, West Virginia, Western Kentucky, Vanderbilt are all the chump ass fools that Notre Dame's going to beat the shit out of every <laughs> single year in every single sport. Let's go. No, Let's Dame. go, baby. Let's do this. Notre Dame did get a very, so many conference titles. Very so many conference titles like all day. Very favorable path to the playoffs. Uh, That's Scott, all I care about. Scott, yeah. what do you think about that? I know you're very big on playoff expansion. Uh, do you think uh, this would be the way to do it? I absolutely love this idea, and I, I love it even more because, of course, Notre Dame fans think that they'd have some type of cakewalk, and it'd be nice to see chump-ass Notre Dame actually join a conference instead of being little bitches and sitting at home. With hey, the, now. We got hey an now. NBC All our money contract. is ours, bro. We all got our money NBC. is ours. Yeah, all your money is yours, except That's for right. it, it never it never comes in the form of championship money. Why? Because y'all stub your titles every single year. So, I mean... So they'll still find a way to lose two games and everything ain't, will be right. No one else getting titles besides Saban and, you know, uh, William Sweeney. Bill but on, a, a, but on a, a, a serious note, though, I mean, it, it forces all these teams that schedule nobodies throughout the year or have these unbalanced schedules and everything to actually play like a balanced schedule where they've got to play everybody in the conference and they're not just scheduled. Like it, it makes things a little bit more fair. Plus, you've got the 
the the little guys who have this actual legit shot. So we don't have to worry about you know USF the the bigger schools not wanting to schedule them right because now they're forced. Well, to and play not only that, you're you're in conference, so every other year you get those teams at home. Like think yes. about Notre Dame has to go to Marshall to play every other year. Like they got to yeah, go play. So Notre Dame has to Middle stop Tennessee. ducking Marshall. I, I know. I wish they That's would right, stop ducking yeah. Marshall. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, we know everybody's clamoring for that Notre Dame middle Tennessee uh, matchup at middle Tennessee, but Notre Dame's just too afraid to pull the trigger on that one. Let's take a look at some of these teams and, and conferences well, that, uh, uh, that real he did. Quick before we dive in though, Mike, the thing that I think is, is interesting. And I would love to see is that how is. it works out is the economics of it. Right? Like, because you could That's actually, where it doesn't work. See, right, exactly. Like, you can't so? have Notre Dame go to Marshall and fill a 30,000-person stadium and have it make sense. No, like, it still makes sense. Why, did, why wouldn't that make sense? Because they're missing out on, like, $70,000 or 70,000 people in ticket sales. But that's Marshall's fault. Then build if you've got if you know you have Tennessee, Notre Dame, Louisville, UK coming every other year, build a better stadium. You know what I mean? Like this actually gives those teams a chance to come up with better facilities and and get bigger well, and crowds you know that they though, normally no, don't get. You know, that does kind of make some sense too, though, because the other aspect of it, and, and again, my understanding of the way college sports works is honestly one of the worst things is travel, right? right? And that's like, what that's why he grouped these region. And so, if you can save on those buses and planes to get people there, then maybe that's where you make up the difference. I. And and think about it. This isn't just football. He's saying this could be for all sports. So you're like men's golf team now doesn't have to travel if you're you know UC and you've got you got to go play you know whoever on the other side because UC's got some weird conference alignments, right? Like there's some geographical oh, the issues. Is just hot ass shit. So they're they like the non-revenue sports now are saving a ton of money because you're not traveling across the country for a, a match that nobody goes to. Well, but the good news is that COVID cut out those teams anyway, so that's they don't have to worry about it anymore. All right, well, yeah. let's, let's, mean, let's be honest, though. Anything to, to shake things up and fix college football because it's starting to get out of hand with the whole, you know, the power conferences just colluding and, and forming these super leagues and everything pretty much getting washed out. So yeah, this, this levels a bad thing. Field. Like, let's be honest. No, How many of these no. level playing field teams are going to win? Okay, but right? that's fine. That's fine. Then the cream will still rise to the top, right? All these teams that are supposedly great in powerhouses, they, they shouldn't have to worry then. They can, they'll, they'll still be able to win all their games getting. Oh, but wait, that's right. There's the chance that they See, don't or that they could lose and then they get all pissy and worried about it. Like, look at how great the, the great Midwest conference is. Like, that's some exciting what the fuck? Shit. Why are we calling one of these the Yankee conference? Jesus Christ, Pat Forty. Get this shit together, Yankee <laughs> asshole. But I do like the one that's that. called the Deep South. The well, Deep I mean, South. Yeah. Is, that, one, that one is the one that's just... Uh, that's it, my favorite conference. Should we just rename that COVID country now? Is that, is that how we should do that? Also, I just love the idea that all the analysts on ESPN now have to put on their capes for the Sunbelt Conference and really push hard to talk about how tough and rugged that Sunbelt Conference is because they got Bama and Auburn Dude, and LSU. That's actually legit, though. It's that's a really a good one, but I just want though. i want to hear Kirk Herbstreit go, so you guys, guys, it's the Sunbelt. Like, yeah, you got, well, it's I a grind. I you conversely want to hear all the whiners who'd be like, oh, it's Sunbelt bias. <laughs> exactly, Matt Barr. Might as well call the Confederate Conference. Yeah, we, we need to get rid of those euphemisms. Microaggressions are not acceptable here. Uh, but I the, will say I would love to see Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Miss State, and then, you know, Memphis every once in a while pops up. 
the issue what's gonna what would the reason why this would never work is tv deals Ooh, yeah, I, mean, I that, don't know because here's that what mixes you, it, but it would just mm-mm. it would just. Change I disagree. It again. I disagree. Yeah, it's it just changes how this no, no, goes because no. they don't all expire at the same time. Because every conference has their own TV package deal, so you'd somehow have to get CBS, ESPN, whatever. They'd all have to figure out how they're like. Look, we're all supposed to end at these times. We're going to cut it and reallocate all of this, and that shit ain't ever going to happen. No, because here's how it goes. Like, Try to you... see a bunch of white billionaires play nicely together, and basically you're recreating the baseball offseason. But if you look at how this is broken up, like, all right, if you're looking at SEC teams and their their deal right now, the good SEC teams are all in the Sun Belt. The crappy ones have been moved to the, the mid-American. So you just, hey, you got the Sun Belt now. Like you just shift the focus a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like right, because that's how the negotiations go. Like, hey, you got this thing now, cool, cool. Wait, you telling me? You telling me that Matt Barr are you telling me like pinned to me? Like, get this out of here. Are you telling me that ESPN? If uh, if they went up to ESPN and they were like, listen, we're doing this uh, this shift. I know you got the SEC deal, but now you're going to get the Sun Belt instead, and you got Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, and you get that for football and basketball. And any other sport you want to air. You think ESPN's going to be like, no. Exactly. They're going <laughs> to jump at that chance. Are you kidding me? Like, they're, oh, sorry, you don't have UK anymore. ESPN's going to be flipping tables. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Are you kidding me? I'm not doing it without UK. Yeah. <laughs> now, come basketball season, they'll be a little salty. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, are you joking me right now? Like, come on, man. No, they don't like, care. They don't care. They ain't giving up a dime. And they the don't problem care because all they care about uncertainty. They don't know how many people are going to watch these. these they don't, don't care know. about they don't care about basketball regular season. All they care about is the tournament, bro. You know what else Dude, is funny you about know this? How whole many rednecks thing? in Kentucky watch UK basketball every single game on a Tuesday night? I understand that, but I'm saying they don't care. In the, do you know how many rednecks in Alabama watch football? Uh, and they'll watch every Alabama game. You could replay every Alabama game 24. Your your schedule could look like MTV's this weekend with ridiculousness on repeat every single minute for like the next four days, and it could just be Alabama football and every redneck. Why in, do you know that? It's, <laughs> Guys, you're thing. missing you're missing the key thing in this whole thing. Somehow, even with a conference championship and 40 outlines that obviously each conference champion would be in the playoffs, the Pac-12 would still find a way to be left out of the playoffs. Yes, that's what and I was going to say. So the Pac-12, how do they end up being the only <laughs> conference that doesn't get in? Because <laughs> they would still figure it out. Because that one holds pretty uh, tight. There's a few Pac-12 teams that are, are moved to the Rocky Mountain. But for the most part, the core Pac-12 is there. And uh, they would find a way to not make the playoffs. So who is, uh, looking at this at this grouping, fellas, who is the dog shit conference? Because uh, I have my feelings on it. I think the Yankee conference is the dog shit conference. Yankees, it's yeah. When you're talking about football, especially. Yeah, let's just do football. Let's not talk basketball. Yeah, right no, if you're looking oh, at I'm football, sorry, it's like paying attention to other sports. Cause, it's, uh, it's Penn State. And no, dude, no, the Mid Atlantic. Are you serious? Well, at least the Mid Atlantic has Clemson. When you're, I was gonna say, when you're, no, no, no. first of all, real question: Who is that green team in the middle of the top row right there? In the middle of the top row, in which in Mid Atlantic, uh, I think that's Coastal Carolina, right? Sure. I thought he kicked them out. Oh, I don't know. Then, then, but I mean, okay, look at look at the. This is how you know. Look at the strongest team in each conference, and if you look at the Yankee. It's it's Penn State, and if Penn right. State is your strongest team, then that's got to be your weakest division. 
It's got to be. I, I hundred percent agree. Scott, think about how good Penn State will be. We don't have to play like a real team anymore. And, right? and I mean, that's they fine. But nobody, State, they'll be the fine. They'll be fine. They, but nobody's still really scared of them overall. Like it's just like all the other conferences has a team that you're like, all right, well they've won titles with. The I Ryan think they, see, see then you get to, then you get to play the excuse of like, well, we were we, we build our team for conference play. When we get out of it, it's really tough. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I I think Great Midwest has a, a claim to being one of the the dog shit conferences what too. A dumbass name, Great Midwest. <laughs> Because they got Wisconsin, who we know is going to look great for 12 weeks, and then they're going to shit down their <laughs> then leg. They're going to sh- shit so, down their dude, leg. Dude, I'm going to be honest. NDSU is going to pop up and surprise some fools. But uh, I also, 40 also mentioned in their article, program. Uh, uh, again, a uh, uh, legit claim, you, recruiting would be a lot easier because you have you know guys who want to go to these schools because they're like, all right, well, if, if even though it's a lower-tier school in the eyes of many – if I get to go to this school and play, you know, such and such teams, like how awesome is that for them? Like it's a lot like the smaller schools would have a lot better time, a lot easier time recruiting against the big teams than they do now. I think uh, I, I when I first saw this, I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I hate everything about it. And then I the more it. I looked into it, the more and more I really love the idea. And I now I ask the question, though, Mike, how many fingers of Jameson did you have as you looked into it? Uh, it was it, it was straight not bourbon. enough. It was straight bourbon. It was Buffalo Trace. I was drinking Buffalo Trace at the time. Uh, but uh, it was that explains a lot. A decent amount because I I'm a big fan of this. I I want this to happen. I, I, no, seriously, this is one of those things where I'm like, when college football does certain things, it's like when they got the playoffs. I, you know, I watch more games. Like if they did something like this, I watch more games. Like for the casual non, you know, I don't have any allegiance. Like this, this interests me because all of a sudden those matchups that are conference matchups where you're like, oh, well, in, in a normal scenario, if Alabama's playing, you know, the Raging Cajuns, you're not necessarily watching. But if it's a conference matchup and, and that game is in Raging Cajun, you know, land, I mean, just just for the interest, even if Alabama goes there and blows them out, it's like it's the fact that Alabama has to travel. Well, there and there's already them. conference See, blowouts that's, that's anyways, the, uh, like, oh, man. Look at look at Alabama whenever they play Vanderbilt. Like it happens already. Like people right. people that are against this because they're like, well, Alabama will blow out the Raging Cajuns. It's like, yeah, well, Alabama blows out a lot of teams in the yeah, conference. But, but, but Vandy is still seating eighty thousand people in that stadium, of which Alabama but again, gets a cut. But again, it doesn't matter. So that that even more draws into the fact of like, great, this levels the playing field. Now Alabama isn't benefiting just from the fact that they're getting a cut of the eighty thousand that are going to see them play. Auburn or you know Tennessee or Vanderbilt they're now they're taking less money because they have to play in a 30,000 seat stadium right and you think they're gonna do that you think Nick Roll Tide Saban's gonna take less money to beat up on some fool when he can go beat up on some other fool for more money (laughs) I mean look there's there's obviously hurdles that need to be overcome here number one OWGs have to die out. That's step one. We have to kill off some OWGs in order right, to get this Right, because more OWGs aren't being created every day because that's not a thing. We need right? some wide kill off OWGs just in principle. I'm pretty sure that's what Corona's trying to do. We're just not doing a great job at it. <laughs> We're killing off the wrong. No, ones. no, we're doing we're doing a fantastic job with. Uh, I don't with know, man. Forty five still kicking. So that's a good point. Uh, this has been alternate reality. Uh, thank you guys for bearing with us as we kind of went through that. I guess I thought uh, this was conspiracy theory. Well, I don't I don't have an extra drop, so I, I just also yes, Matt James please. Madison should have been called up. They a quality ass school. <laughs> Also, guys, uh, while you're at it and you're hanging out, 
Go on over and uh, hit up craftfruitsports.com slash shop. We got all kinds of stuff there. T-shirts, uh, tank tops, men's, women's styles. Uh, get some gear, rep the show, spread the word. Hockey jersey is coming soon. God, I would love that. Craftfruitsports.com slash shop. Hit that up. All right, fellas, uh, let's do this segment. This was something that Scott was really looking forward to, uh, something that he wanted to hit on uh, pretty heavy. We're going to do a little COVID (coughs) chaos. Uh, This is where Scott is going to break down all the crazy news that's happening in the sports world uh, as it relates to COVID. And specifically, you wanted to talk about some MLB stuff that's, uh, that's going on, Scott? (laughs) Uh, Just as I predicted, this whole MLB thing is a shit show and a sham. Uh, You had players opting out this week. Mike Leak was the first domino to fall who, you know, used to got drafted by the Reds, used to play here in Cincinnati. Uh, It's now a diamond back, which, you know, if if you asked me before this week where Mike Leak played, I would have said Seattle. I think that was the last team I heard him play. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Mike Leak opted out shortly after Ryan Zimmerman. Then you had Ian Desmond and all these guys are basically saying look i'm not gonna risk my family and my well-being for this whole thing like i'll just sit over here on the sidelines and let you guys take care of this and i feel like there's gonna be more guys that do this but i still also think that again like it doesn't really matter once they get all of these guys together and they don't really have this plan because when you look over at the nba silver just announced today that yeah um we have everything as far as like what we're going to do and this bubble idea and how everything's going to go down, but COVID could shut this all down at any moment. So it's all kind of tentative anyway. Um, you, you also had the NFL today canceling two preseason games, which most people are, I'm sure saw the news and thought good because, you know, they've only been talking about that for, you know, the past few years now in the, the collective bargain agreement, how they wanted to eliminate two games and make it 18. And, you know, everybody's always been in favor of eliminating two uh, preseason games. The difference here is eliminating two preseason games this time isn't because of anything that they actually wanted to do. It's just them trying to, vamp harder than Mike for time to figure this whole thing out and see how other sports do it. So in this instance, canceling two games is another red flag of, I'm telling you, we're not going to get fall sports. Like none of this is going to happen. We better get ready to, to hear us talk about sit, chug and pouring deuces, farts and piss for the next six months of the year. Guys, Cause there isn't going to be any fall sports. Guys, so listen, if there I mean, are no if there are no fall sports that happen, if football gets canceled, if uh, you know basketball doesn't play, if the MLS tournament goes away, if golf gets shut down, uh, if there's no baseball, your boys got you. Craft brewed sports, major league eating, and I will break down every oh major league eating God. contest. We'll get I'll get Badlands Booker on the show. Uh, maybe we'll talk to to Chiger. Uh, we could bring him in and and talk about him going up against Joey Chestnut at that last minute call up are you kidding me all because Matt Stoney can't make it in from California here we go baby craft we're sports, gonna have to break eating. down that 370 person list is what we're gonna have to do <laughs> we're gonna go have to go name by name uh, uh I don't even and know I'm gonna have to rely on you guys because I don't even know 370 <laughs> of them yeah I know I, I know you got that parent safe filter on at your house there Scott so yeah <laughs> That's I have no idea to do that research. Um, so you have, you're still super pessimistic here, Scott. You have no optimism that, that this is going to come together and play out. 
No, I don't. I don't see any way because as soon as you had NCAA, you know, teams getting back together almost immediately, they were shutting things down. You know, the NFLPA this week announced, you know, uh, that they were they were pissed off that the the players are still working out together despite them saying, "Hey guys, don't work out together." Yeah, and Tom Brady, you know, in the midst of you know Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers officials having things going on there with COVID, he's still doing it. I just I don't think there's any way that sports are going to happen. I mean, we're, we're moving the hot dog eating contest indoors for Christ's sake. But we're still having it, Scott. And there's it's uh, indoors and uh, yes, you know because it doesn't involve touching anything but a hot dog. The 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 record just will like that be... list of three hundred some porn stars. Right. I mean, that's a hot dog down a hallway though. That's a whole different scenario. This is a hot dog in an a eating contest. Distance hot dog down a hallway. You're saying. Look, man, here's the real deal about it. So, you know, obviously you two guys are on opposite sides here on, on, you know, different extremes. The reality is, is like the question comes down to do we want to figure this shit out or not? Because other places have. They figured it out in Germany. They figured it out in England. They figured it out in fucking Korea, for Christ's sake. They've been playing baseball there for four fucking months. And I I mean, okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm not that much up on Korean newspapers and whatnot, but like. But they're not still think... in the midst of it, are they? Like, they're not still We're all, dude, Scott, we're it. all in the fucking midst of this. If there's one case, there's a billion. It really doesn't matter. The problem is the transmission. The problem is that Americans are too goddamn stupid to respect what's being told, the ways to stop this shit. Well, yeah, Damian that's Lillard why it's nailed not it when he said that, like, look, I don't trust that all the players are going to follow all the rules. And basically, based upon that, we're going to go in there and just kind of see what happens. And hopefully it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, like, Speaking the issue of the is rules. that in America, we don't like to think about anyone but ourselves. And because of the way our society is, we just do whatever the fuck we want. And, you know, the rest of the consequences be damned. So, like, if we want to come together and figure out how to have football happen, we can have football happen. But if we don't, then we're not going to. And that's the problem is that there's ways that this can work and there's ways that it can fall apart. But for that to actually either one of those things to go down, people make decisions. And this country is way too full of idiots to figure this shit out. I will tell you right now, the one sport that I think will happen will be the NHL. Because they'll move all those people into Canada, they'll quarantine for two weeks, and those Canucks will figure it out and be like, look, guys, let's just all be, you know, good neighbors to each other, eh? And, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll play a little puck, you know, and if someone's a little sick, you know, we'll just pull them out and it'll be all right. They've had it work in Germany. They've had it work in England. Players have tested positive. They've removed them from competition. They've quarantined. They've gotten healthy. They've come back and played and finished their season. The question is if all these dumbass idiots want to play ball by the rules set down by very smart people who understand what's happening, or we just want to keep fucking dicking around and, you know, shooting hot dogs on hallways. Matt Barr. Sorry. I know you guys are supposed to be on opposites, and I was supposed to be the middleman, the wild card, but. I like no. This is this is a new segment that I like. It's going to be called Drew Soapbox, and this is where Drew goes off on something that is very he's very passionate about. That because I'm fucking right. That's what it loosely is. Loosely ties to sports in some way. Uh, Matt Barr also a hundred percent right. NHL, they will figure it out. Uh, thank you, Matt Barr, for that dynamite drop. Um, Absolutely, they will. So you mentioned Drew that other countries are able to play by the rules. Is that because? They may not have had, like, the the toughest rules. And the the reason why I say that, England is opening back up bars on July 4th. And when they do that, they've gotten permission to show soccer matches on the TVs. However, they're not allowed to have sound. And the the people watching in the bars are not allowed to chant or cheer in any way. Like, they have to sit there quietly and watch the game. 
How much do you think a soccer hooligan in England so, is going yeah. to abide by those rules? Well, they're they're not. And let's just be very, very clear here. This has nothing to do with the transmission of COVID. And this is literally trying to reduce the occurrences of stabbings. Because, like, <laughs> these people have been cooped up for too long and not able to be raucous. And so what they're afraid of, you know, is when you keep that caged lion caged up for too long, that, that then they explode and maul, like, four people. And so what they're hoping for is they say, don't do, don't cheer, don't chant, whatever. And so there's a couple outbursts and it's a, it's no big deal and it's no problem. And no one dies, not because of COVID, but because of hooligan violence. They just want to like ease back into the routine <laughs> beatings that happened before soccer matches. Is if like they let it all go hell's loose, like, yeah, an entire neighborhood may be eliminated. Did you guys see that uh, there's the, the idea has been floated of potentially moving the college football season to the spring? Like of they, course it has, because everybody knows there's not going to be fall sports. <laughs> like, like I said, from the get-go, before that rant that derailed us. The Ivy League... I'm sorry, before all the facts got dropped on your face? <laughs> <laughs> My face is so clean. <laughs> the Ivy League has, has come out and said they may just play in the spring anyways, because they just play each other and... They don't do anything. They're just like whatever. We it's we play six games because we're the Ivy League and nobody really comes here to play football anyways, except for my cousin Marky who went to Brown and was a pretty baller running back for Brown. Anyways, uh, that's the Ivy League. But like Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma said, yeah, I'm actually involved in conversations that it could we could potentially move to the spring. Um, I don't know what I would do if college football moved to the spring. I might lose my mind. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna. You're I ready would be to lose your mind. What's that? Get ready to lose your mind. Well, it's if it happens, just be ready see, to see me that's, out that's, with uh, an AK and a pink polo shirt tucked into my white shorts uh, out on the front lawn because I'm going to be furious that college football got moved to the spring. <laughs> I will be there to videotape it. No, you need to be there uh, with a little tiny gun, uh, finger on the trigger, ready to shoot as well. I don't know. What am I shooting? What am I shooting? I don't know. Why not? We're just going to shoot the sky, I guess. Uh I, Scott, your your pessimism worries me. I need you to be more optimistic about this. Buster Olney said he thinks there's a 1% chance baseball happens. <laughs> Buster Olney gave a 1% chance, and Buster Olney is, like, super baseball fan. He's tapped in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he he's That's all the way Buster there. Knows like... These players don't need this shit. That's what it is. No, but because Buster, Buster realizes... Power. Right, and he realizes two things. One, it's going to get to the point where enough guys opt out to where, again, they're, it, it won't be worth it for them to, to have these games. And two, they're, they're go- either they're going to get together and it's going to get shut down prematurely because everything breaks out and these guys can't, you know, there are going to be too many guys contracting it. Or as soon as they report for the spring training, everything's going to happen and they're never even going to get to the games. When I, mean, I when I saw him say there was a one percent chance, my reaction was very dumb and dumber because I was like, "So you're telling me there's a chance? That's all I care. Like, give me a glimmer of hope. That's all I want is the the possibility that this is a real thing. I don't want somebody shitting on my dreams, Scott, telling me that it's not going to happen. Let me live in my bubble. Uh, phrase on purpose on that one. Let me live in my <laughs> bubble that this is actually going to happen." I mean, Stop I being hope so there's sports. I just don't. What would you see set the percentage at? Happen. What would you set the percentage at? I think Buster's nailed it. One, we're talking one to two percent for baseball. 
Well, yeah, no, for baseball. But I, I think football's in, in big trouble too. Like, because think about it. In baseball, like baseball is a non-contact. And you're saying they figured it out in other countries? Yeah, they figured it out with soccer where, again, there's, there's some sort of like distancing. Like football, man, these guys are standing next to each other. They're lined up next to each other. They're touching each other nonstop. At least in baseball, there, there's some type of like separation. It, there's like like football i think is out like 100% like i don't think there's any chance for football like baseball having a 1% chance should feel pretty good because i don't think football stands a single chance well not the way that they planned it right now for sure cuz football thinks they're just going to go you know course as usual they said right no yeah i mean the they're NFL... going to do a home game and a away game for every team yeah no the nfl thinks that they're above covid just like they think they're above everything they think they oh, can oh like every other american they... exactly scott that's right. my fucking point man well like... no but and that's what i'm saying like the nfl though it, <laughs> there's no there's no chance i, I give it a 0% chance that it, and, and the colleges are smart enough to say eh, we'll we'll move it to spring because they, you know it's like whatever but the NFL, they'll they'll try and fail miserably. But I don't even think it's going to get to actual games on the field. Like I said, they're going to get to these camps, and guys are going to get in and get. I mean, think about all the outbreaks of you know other shit that have happened in in locker rooms that that weren't as serious because as COVID. So, in all seriousness, I did see an article today where uh, this guy was talking about college football in general. Uh, the, this uh, doctor who his whole job is to predict models based on data. So he's not an actual. He's not like a doctor, doctor, but he's like uh, a math doctor. He's not an MD. He's a PhD. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. Kind. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate. It. Yeah, the much easier right. kind of doctor to be. That thing that uh, all you had to do was read books. Okay, nerd. I, Anyways, <laughs> he uh, he was looking at models and he said that. If college football goes on as scheduled, he sees three to seven players dying as a result of playing the college football season. Like, that's where his models uh, are at. And when I read that, I was like, oh, man, we ain't getting college football. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because one player dying is too many players dying for for me to sit there on a Saturday and watch uh, a game. Is it, though? Because didn't Maryland kill a guy last year? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Okay, let's talk higher <laughs> or lower. Uh, but I don't watch Maryland. I don't watch Maryland. I don't watch Maryland. Well, but, you know, and, and like, but the thing was, Mike, you know, it's tough Maryland. when someone dies and you can't control it, right? And like that's what happened in Maryland. Oh, wait. They could have saved his life. I feel like we're just didn't. I feel like we're opening ourselves up here to some Brian Kelly jokes. Let's move on. Moving on. Moving on. Let's get to uh Brian Kelly did kill a guy. Higher or lower? Higher or lower is what we're gonna play next, guys. Real quick game here. Uh Man, so we're gonna end this on like a really shitty note. No, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be this is gonna bring us back up. We're gonna we're gonna get over all this. This is Kelly Kapowski because uh, like that's what I may need in my life. Right it does now. not. Uh but Cam Newton signed uh with the Patriots for the vet league minimum this this week. Uh lot has been made and, and i figured this was a perfect day to do this with this being bobby bonilla day bobby bonilla making 1.19 million dollars today for not having played since like 2000 uh but cam's deal the low end the guaranteed money is 1.05 million if he gets all of his incentives it goes up to 7.5 million so that's his ceiling is 7.5 so what i did for the purposes of this game and what i'm going to do i'm going to give you guys some players you tell me if they are making more or less than Cam Newton this year. Uh, and we'll go off of his median. We'll just say he gets half of his incentives. So he makes $4.275 million this year. I'm going to throw out a name. You guys tell me. 
Damn, son, you did math. I did, and I actually did median too. Not even like me. Like I was, yeah, I was very specific. I am Uh, screwed with this game. Let's go. (laughs) All right, here we go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say a name. You tell me if he makes more or less, higher or lower uh, than Cam Newton's median salary for this year. Uh, We're gonna start off with Tua from the Dolphins, rookie QB, Uh, rookie QB Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, is he going to make <laughs> higher or lower than Cam Newton, former MVP uh, and likely starting quarterback for the New England Patriots? Higher, guaranteed first round money. This is a, that's an easy softball. Mook, what do you got? Oh, it's yeah, I think it's close, but I'm going to say higher because I think it gets like five mil a year on his rookie. Yeah, he was a higher is correct. Pick. Yes, five point yeah. five million is what Tua will be making uh, this year. Uh, let's go with the, uh, another very uh, well known quarterback, Super Bowl winning champion, Patty Mahomes. Uh, is he going to make more or less Hall than Cam Newton? Hall of Famer, Patty Mahomes. Yes, uh, will he will he make more or less than Cam Newton uh, than Cam Newton's median this year? More. More. You're going to say Patty Mahomes makes more than 4.275. Drew, what do you got? More uh, more or less? I feel like it's got to be more, but you wouldn't ask if like I feel like this is a trick question. It is a trick question. You are right. Patty I'm Mahomes will be making $2.795 million yeah, this year. he's still on his rookie deal, and he did not have a great yes. rookie deal. Uh, he had a horrible rookie deal. He's about to make bank after that. Um, all right, how about a, a good... Uh, friend that my my son once pushed his kids off of the playground Andy Dalton <laughs> uh, backup quarterback backup quarterback for the Cowboys uh, Andy Dalton higher or lower lower he was on a one-year deal just throwing that out there just letting you know in case yep, you were wondering, one year deal drew higher or lower for Andy Dalton I'm gonna go higher I mean he's getting that quarterback money he's a veteran Barely, barely lower. Three million guaranteed. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be lower. But way higher than Cam's guaranteed, 1.05. Uh, all right, let's do Danny Amendola, wide receiver for Drew's favorite uh, Detroit Lions. Higher or lower? I know for a fact he's making higher. Yeah, I think he's getting like seven million a year he's, right now. he's overpaid as a son of a bitch. He had a Detroit, balloon deal. Because Detroit that signed that deal, so you know they're overpaying him. Uh, that is correct. $4.968 million is what Danny Amendola is making this year. Richie Incognito, guard for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, higher or lower? And noted bigot. He's yes. definitely making higher. <laughs> Uh, lower because he has several liens against his salary. <laughs> uh, I don't know that fact uh, very possible, but it is higher. He will make six point seven five million this year, uh, of which five point two will go to the court fees and costs for all his assault tar- assault charges. How about this one, Thomas Morstead, punter for the Saints, higher or lower? He's asking uh, because it's a punter, so it's got to be it, Morstead's got to be higher. Drew, higher or lower? I mean, I love anyone who kicks the ball. I want to see make more, so I'm gonna say higher. It is higher. Four point three million is what Thomas Morrison is gonna make. You gotta be kidding me, man! Speaking to of kick a football occasionally. Speaking of kickers, yeah. uh, and, and this the one don't kick a lot. They don't punt a ton. And either either Breeze throws an interception or they kick a field goal or score a touchdown. And there's no points involved. Like you don't. It's it's. Let's at least this guy, uh, Robbie Gould, kicker for the Niners, higher or lower? At least he's scoring points. Oh, I know, I know this one because Gould signed that stupid franchise tender, so uh, he's making more. 
Yep. Yep. 5.1 million is what Robbie Gould will be making this year. Uh, Which I'll argue he deserves because, again, he's going to have to kick a lot with that shit-ass quarterback they got there. All right, we got two more. I'm going to do two more for you guys. Man, nothing, Scott? Really? <laughs> nah, you you weren't going to shake me with that one. That was low-hanging fruit. I, I, I was just going to let that one roll off. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Alex Smith. Alex Smith, former quarterback, potentially, maybe quarterback again for the Washington football team. Alex Does he Smith. still have two legs? Uh, he is. He's working out again. He will not be playing this year, just mm. as a qualifier. I'm pretty sure that uh, the the Washington R's are still paying Albert Hainsworth some money, so they, they got that Bobby Bonilla thing going. They don't care about just throwing money away. There's no doubt that Alex Smith is making more than uh, Cam to not play football the past two years. Mook, higher or lower? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go higher because, you know, he Rob signed Schneider out a just, really Rob, big deal. Rob, Rob Schneider, Schneider just throws money around. So does Daniel Snyder. No, no. Deuce Bigelow. Rob Snyder owns that team. Let's be honest, because at least he's funnier. Deuce Bigelow signed uh, Alex Smith. Yes, Alex Smith and Matt Barr is right. Way higher. $16 million is what Alex Smith will make this year without having to take a snap. Uh, Also, fun fact, Rob Snyder is a huge 49ers fan. Really? I did not know that. Okay, cool. Uh, All right, here's one. Uh, This is Cam's team. Uh, This is uh, Patriots guard Joe Thune. What do you think of that one, higher or lower? Lower. Drew, higher or lower? Um, Pass? (laughs) The answer (laughs) is also way higher. Thune is making $14.781 million this year. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, Let's be fair. Belichick is not paying a single dime of that. He's going to unload that contract on the the Browns because they're always the suckers or the the Cardinals. One of those, (laughs) those sad sack franchises that is consistently bad will take on that contract. Bill ain't paying a single dime of that. Here's what I, because Robert is you dummy. I, I, uh, I, I included this one because I love the idea of, uh, you know how like whenever something good happens, the quarterback like takes his line out to dinner or like he buys him a present or something. I would love to see Cam be like, listen, I got you guys this. And Thune to be like, nah, man, I got you. Like, I, don't worry about it. I got you because you, I, you know what I mean? 14.781, you got 1.05. I got you. I got yeah. you on this one, man. <laughs> but he's going to need to save that all for the dementia treatment as old age. So like he may not. <laughs> Was that too real? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> my college football players dying of COVID wasn't, but that, that crossed the line. It's <laughs> two uh, weeks in a row for you, Mook. Good job. Just made me laugh, At least man. I didn't drop a hard R. You did not. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Also, JD great transition. Here, great transition over to our sponsor, Tavor. This is Last Call. Shout out to Tavor, uh, where we go to stock up our beer fridges. Use the code 258023 on the payments and credit screen. Get $10 off your second order. Normally, we go to Tavor for our beers, uh, but this week... We had our friend Sarah Mulesum in from Fairbanks, Alaska. This week's beer of the week was their Maybach 7% ABV beer. Again, they said hints of honey, candy sugar, clean hops, balanced flavor, 3.87 caps on untapped out of Hoodoo Brewing. Uh, Scott, we were rating this one on the Game of Thrones uh, scale because Hoodoo reminded me so much of Hodor. So on a scale of uh, Ramsey Bolton all the way up to Danny, where did the Maybach fall? 
This started off as Rob Stark and ended up closer to Ramsey. I mean, this beer was a slightly fancier Budweiser. I mean, it's fine, but uh, I didn't taste anything other than just a generic beer. Wow. Okay. I I don't know if I was missing something, but there's no sweetness to this beer. I mean, it's fine. Interesting. How many? I mean, Ramsey had had some redeeming qualities too before he became a, a super hardcore rapist. Uh, Drew, you only knew Danny. Uh, that was the only character from Game of Thrones that you knew. Are you sticking with that for your rating? Wait, I thought her name was Khaleesi. It, yeah, that's like her other, that's like her title, Khaleesi. Oh. Sarah doesn't well, speak Game of Thrones, so I'll just say this beer mostly sucked. Um, I was going to go with Jesse because I'm going to throw it back to Save by the Bell ratings. And, you know, it was nice. I thought you were like, going to go as in, like, Breaking Bad, like Pinkman. <laughs> Nah, it wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> I love Jesse Pinkman. I mean, that guy, he, he changed Walter's life for the better. He let him live life as he was dying from cancer. Yeah, science! Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and you know, massive thing is, I've asked my dad this many times. He's a chemist. Like, why are we cooking meth, Dad? Like, shit, why are we working this hard? Like, let's just bake some blue meth and, like, be done with it. But, I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I call it a Jesse. Like, it was good. It was all right. Like, it went down smooth. Uh, there wasn't a ton of flavor, but at the same time, like I'm not mad about it. So, yeah, it was a Jesse. I am going to call this one uh, Samwell Tarly. That's where I'm going on this one. And here's why I say Samwell. Because <laughs> Fat and worthless. No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, wrong. I was going to say because he's very reliable. He's the dude that's always there, level-headed, uh, can make the, the right decisions at the right time. This is a beer that I would go back to constantly. That 7% is sneaky. Like, it... This this does go down like it's a, a four four and a half percent beer. So the the fact that this is seven and it's packing a little bit of a punch is great. Plus, as we're getting into the summertime, this is a beer that you can crush during the summer. Uh, because I know I got made fun of on the Craft Root Sports group on Facebook uh, for repping porters and stouts even in the summertime. But if it's ninety degrees out, this is a beer you can have and feel fine doing so. Uh, it's a I think it's crisp. It it does balance very nicely. Uh, I did get uh, some of the sweetness on this one. So it's a very solid go-to option. That's why I'm going to go Samwell on this one. So you're saying it's a Samwise Gamgee? Sure. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It was a beer. (laughs) We drank it. Also, (laughs) the best-looking can I've ever seen. The can is... It's a pretty Gorgeous. cool. Yeah, the, the can stepped it up Brand. more than the beer. Damn. Okay. Uh, this has been Last Call brought to you by Tavor. Again, use the code 258023 on the payments and credit screen for $10 off your order. Sarah's about to be pissed at you guys for shitting on this beer, man. I wasn't. I didn't shit on anything. I said it was a decent beer. Also, I'm surprised Tavor hasn't cut me off yet. Like, Dude, you have 60 beers coming next 60 week. 60 cans coming. 60 that's unreal also Matt Barr saying he just started his uh Game of Thrones rewatch Matt Barr hit me up let me get them HBO Max credentials bro because <laughs> still fishing for him after mine expired huh? after years hey, went man. out I was like mm, I'm gonna get them hey but got them credentials you got them. <laughs> you don't need no credentials you've got a private VPN you got them logins you got them logins <laughs> I don't know I don't know 
know if you know this, John Rogan, but I need credentials. <laughs> also, I will have to get it, especially if uh, Hard Knocks does end up happening in August. I probably will sign up at least for Hard Knocks. And then oh my God, that. I would <laughs> Yeah, Hard Knocks, COVID. It's just a black screen. <laughs> Two LA teams, bro. Both LA teams on this one. If yeah, it I can't wait to sit them there watching them quarantined, not playing football. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Like even more importantly, like can you imagine watching Jared Goff talk in the quarterback room? Like how boring would that shit be? Uh, it's going to be pure comedy uh, is what it's going to be. And that's why I can't wait to see it. Uh, this has been a fun show, fellas. I really uh, <laughs> I had a good time. Uh Oh, somebody ripping on me in the comments again. Yeah, he says you suck. Uh, I mean, yeah. Welcome yeah. to the show, Matt. But what do you yeah, do right, here? Matt. Uh, Matt Barr just calling you out. Thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for sharing the but show, Sarah, for helping us out. Thank you for the beer. Do yes. appreciate Shout it. Shout out to yes. Sarah. Also, if you're listening and you want to give us beer uh, to do on the show, I, I ain't going to hate on that. So do do that. Like, hit me up and let's figure out a way to, hey, to socially Sarah, distance. Anything you want to plug? Any, anything you want to, you know, toss out to our six viewers? <laughs> Three of which are us. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that are listening and still watching the show, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Craft Sports. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We're everywhere. Find us, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, leave us five stars. Help us out. You have no idea how much it helps in the ranking, so do that. Uh, do us a favor and uh, seriously, subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you all next week uh, after Joey Chestnut wins the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest again. See you guys. Lisa Anna's top five for show. Suck a dick, Zuckerberg. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.